Walter on Worcester. It is a co-production of Worcester Magazine and News and Talk Radio, AM 830 WCRN. I'm Hank Stoltz. He's Walter Bird, the editor of Worcester Magazine. And today, Walter, we're going to be talking about some revitalization, some urban renewal, and this 20-year plan, $100 million plus, which will not only breathe new life into downtown, but I think I can already hear the critics saying, and it's going to be, we're going to breathe new life in. You're going to get this building so that it, it kind of conforms to what we want, or else eminent domain has You're been out. mentioned. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is it. A little. So, are, we, are we? What do you think? Are we going to be seeing some strong arm tactics? I mean, oh, listen, don't we all want these development efforts to, to to work? I think this plan itself is a strong arm tactic. I think just putting it out there and saying that. Uh, you know, eminent domain is a possibility. And, you know, the city said that it's our last resort. No, it's not. Okay. Look, we were talking off the air. Uh, Dean Marcus, who, who runs the, uh, the Midtown Mall, you're going to have to pry that property from his cold, <laughs> dead, lifeless fingers in order to get that property away from him. It is not happening. The only way they're getting that property is eminent domain. Unless there is a miracle, uh, you know, some sort of negotiation. And I don't know. That's the only way you're going to get to Midtown Mall. So, so we've got the Worcester Redevelopment Authority involved in this. Again, 20-year plan, which seems like, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that, that's a fair amount of time to be able to put this thing together. What we also have, right, is that we want this strong sense of identity. They've been working on downtown for, for how long? Now, you have a, how many people who have kind of come in, tried to make it downtown, different restaurants. I'm forgetting the name of the chain before, uh, this was a couple back before Shangri-La that's, that's there yeah. now. But they've tried to have some restaurants in that location. They haven't made it. But I think that, you know, they, they've sold it to each of them as sort of, hey, it's coming. Look, now we've got the Unum building. Now we've got Front Street opened right. up. It's coming. We just need some of these pioneers. Isn't this another piece of that puzzle? It is a piece of the puzzle. And look, there are certain pieces here and what's to have to go if the city's going to move forward and you know we the the talk recently was notre dame church uh, can you call it is it notre yeah. dame notre dame i like notre dame i like that it sounds, sounds very much tall. much better our lady tall. of um notre dame yes. de canadien um that's that's yes. actually the official name and um you know you had all this outcry about tearing that church down well let's face it the church is coming down and it should come down it's sad it's um you know it's going to be a sad day when that architecture comes down because there's nothing else like it in the city but that's the name of progress and same thing with this revitalization plan the city's been talking for years about you know having this this new downtown area this vital area this vibrant area this 18 hour a day city um it is not happening unless they take out certain players and um and, and they get some you know key development in and Everyone and I understand that the last time the city did something like this, it really went, you know, horribly because they ended up cutting off the east from the west. Mm. You had a, a big giant mall came up. It just it was a really really bad plan. This this seems like a a better thought out plan. I, think I, so. I will say that. I guess my only my only caveat would be I go back. Well, a couple of things that we'll talk about here, but we go back seven or eight years. So. You have, I don't know how, however people wanted to characterize it, uh, gentrification that began to happen. The nail place goes, the liquor store goes. These are places right. that are right, that are right around, uh, you know, uh, City Hall, Hanover Theater comes in. Yeah. 
And I think that they were probably hoping that those landlords down around City Hall would be the ones who would sort of lead the charge. But there's a lot of empty storefronts. I mean, it's one thing to get rid of the liquor store. It's another thing to never really replace it with anything. And that, I think that that's, um, again, it's a huge problem. It's one of the things that this plan, I think, is going to is addressing. Because you're right. I think the city was hoping that landlords would get the hint. But some landlords, like Dean Marcus, don't care. They don't care if you're going to erect, you can erect an entire city around him, and, and, and they're not going to care. So you may have nothing left but to take it by eminent domain. It might be ugly, but you're right. We have a lot of empty storefronts. We have property that is owned by our the properties that are owned by landlords that are, you know, absentee landlords, or they're just not um, doing what the city, I think, thought they would do. Well, it, it, and I think you're bringing up a great point by, by bringing up the Midtown Mall. So let's focus in on that. So we, we've got some of the old porno theaters, right? So listen, the Paris Cinema. Not that we ever it, attended those I theaters. have no idea where. I, I, I understand that they may be somewhere around the City Hall area. I, you so know. you've got the Paris Cinema. Now, I don't know what you would have to do to sanitize that place for somebody to go walking inside again. Or uh, what, kind of, bleach yes, bomb, okay? know, what kind of DNA yeah. is left in there? So, so I don't know what you could honestly do with that. <laughs> and it's got this big red X on it right now showing that, it, that it's this fire hazard. Right. Uh, so it's just this dilapid, it's becoming just this dilapidated building. So that I get. There's nobody there. Nobody's using it. I don't know what use you could probably, probably possibly have for it. I don't think anybody's going to renovate it into another theater. Uh, because probably won't be another adult problem. theater, I'm guessing. Right. So you, know, you bring in the wrecking ball or you get somebody to do something with it that's yep. great the fine arts theater i mean i don't know i i would going back 20 i mean you want how many years well you, you know these back theaters very well don't you Hank? get them paris the fine arts my point in bringing these uh spots up <laughs> is nobody's going to lament those right you bring up the midtown mall right well i don't know some ladies in there selling her high heel shoes or i used to go there quite often when it was the midtown dinette that guy had his prices stuck into the 1970s it was great right. I, I lamented the day the day that, that, that he went out yeah. or uh, you know, Hurricane Betty's is a going concern, I hear, that has, you know, that has a clientele in a certain business. So how do you go in and shut that down? I have a lot of Hurricane Betty stories that we probably <laughs> couldn't uh, tell. And they, they don't involve me, by the way. That's all friends, all friends. Um, yeah, I mean, look, first of all, uh, let's start with the first property you said, the Paris Cinema. Now, that's an ideal place to open a cafe or open, um, you know, this is a street front property. And what you want to create, what the city wants to create here, if, I'm, if we're hearing and reading it right, they, they want a walkable city. They want a city that draws people downtown. They want a city that gives you things to do. That property, that whole stretch is just really ideal for that type of uh, situation. Outdoor little, you know, uh, cafe maybe. Absolutely. Or, or a, a nice walk-in shop, uh, you know, something like that. So I could see somebody doing that. To me, for that, for that particular stretch, that city square, the key is Midtown Mall. It really is. Because you've got nothing if you have the Midtown Mall sitting there. You're going to have people walking by looking at it saying, what in the hell is this? It smells. It's horrible. It looks bad. It's a, it's a disgusting eyesore. But I will say this. He has cheap, cheap rent. He gets immigrants in there. They, they have their own businesses, you know, barbershops. It's all immigrants yeah, in there. Business, business incubators, the jewelry store, the guy sure. who's going to fix your computer. I, you know, I mean, how some of them are surviving. And, and, and I don't sell know, sell drugs, apparently you know, they whatever. are. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, but this is that happens. part of it, too. So, so listen, so, I mean, so is part of it, then, instead of eminent domain, sort of a la the Paris cinema, it just becomes a lot harder and harder and harder to do business. All of a sudden, you know, the cops are in there a, a lot more than they than they, than they used right. to be and fire codes and everything else. And the cost of doing business is, is hey, 
Uh, I want to move because what's the first part of this, right? The first part of this is they're supposed to be having this conversation with these landlords sure. to try and They've been having conversations with these landlords for a long time. <laughs> for a long time, yeah. and, and and they're going to convince them. That's to why either, they have a plan now <laughs> to either upgrade right. or. To sell. Well, right. I mean, I suppose one way that you convince somebody to sell is if all of a sudden it's uh, just not up to code an awful lot or you have people checking on it all the time. Right. I mean, and but again, I think there are certain people, and I and I said it at the outset, I think Dean Marcus is one of them, that will not walk away hmm. simply out of spite. I just don't think he will. I just don't see Dean Marcus saying, okay, I'll upgrade. He's not upgrading. Okay, I'll sell. He's not selling. Um, maybe I'm wrong. But he hasn't so far, so why would he now? So let me ask you, so, but is the city wrong? Is the city wrong to do this? Is the city no. wrong to try this? Is the, so the city's not wrong to try. Again, Paris Cinema seems like low-hanging fruit. Yeah, Everybody's right. going to agree, do something with that. But you Boy, have other properties that, yeah. You have other properties that you're talking about that whether we all agree that you'd like to have something different in there or a different clientele, you're going to have to make them either do that or you're going to have to force them out somehow. You know, look, I think um, I don't think anybody wants to run a city, you know, with the with eminent domain being its its prime mode of the way that it does. It. You know, we're going to develop by eminent domain. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to take a bunch of properties. It doesn't. It's not a win win for anyone. But Worcester has a, a distinct vision of where it wants to go. And there are certain properties in and around this, this, this area that that's not where they want to no. go. Uh, they don't want a strip joint right outside the core of the city. Um, they don't want, uh, you know, a 1970s mall uh, right in the middle of it uh, when they have a, a, a multi-million dollar hotel with a saltwater pool. You know, they're not going to have Dean Marcus, you know, and, and a bead shop, you know, right down the street. I mean, um, th so... I think they don't have a choice. I don't think they're going to have a choice with some of them. Now, again, if the city's going to be willing to make it worth their while, um, then maybe some of these people might sell. Right. But uh, I guess the other thing that gets me about this, Walter, is 20 years. I mean, I know the wheels grind slowly. They do grind slowly. Holy moly. I mean, this. You know, now I'm back to, uh, again, I mean, you know, it was seven or eight years ago when it seemed that we were going to have this gentrification. But, you know, it was it was how many years ago that we were really starting to put together this this plan for downtown yeah. and it was going to be the mixed use and it was going to I mean, you know, maybe we were going to have the movie theater and we were going to and, and we don't have City Square. You know, it doesn't – I don't think any of this is happening as, as quickly as anyone would like. I mean, I think if you sat down with, with the city manager, I think he would tell you, look, I'd love to have it tomorrow. If I could wave a wand, here's what would here's what would pop up tomorrow. When you open your eyes, this is what you would see in Worcester. It does take a while. So 20 I, years is realistic. I think 20 years for, for development mm. um, in Massachusetts, uh, yeah, I think that that's realistic. I, I think – look, I'd like to see a lot of this stuff done in steps. You know, and I think you will. You're seeing this stuff done. But there's a lot that goes along with You're going to have pushback. All, all on those 20 years, I guarantee you're going to have pushback from people that say, you know, don't close that business. Don't do, don't tear that building down. Don't tear this building down. Um, there will be pushback. And Worcester loves to criticize. So it doesn't matter how perfect the plan is. Somebody's going to criticize it. Well, and I, I guess and then I'm back to the gentrification part. Am I going to have pushback on, you know, the poor guys who are are hanging out at, you know, in in in, in the outside of on the benches outside of Worcester City Hall, where are they all going to go if all of a sudden I'm going to start bringing uh, people who are going to be doing this walkable city, who are going to be living downtown, right. whether it's all different economic, uh, you know, plans for who's going to be able to afford to live downtown right. or not, or, or mixed uh, groups that are going to be able to live downtown economically. 
is that you know is there a certain element that that you're what you're doing is you're trying to force them out and push them out and people there's going to be some people who feel that that's wrong well, I think that that might be a way that some people look at it, and that might be what they do if they don't do it, uh, you know, in a holistic way. I, as you're developing and as you're creating this downtown core and as you're um, bettering Main South and all those areas, because this does encapsulate a giant, this plan encapsulates much more than just City Square. Yeah, you're right, the Wyman Gordon. Correct. Right. Uh, which, I mean, we've been dying, everyone's been dying for sure. something to happen. And Wyman Gordon, there's another example. Yeah, They're not and, and giving not, that up. Right. No, but, but well, but, but this doesn't touch, this touches like the empty parcels. This isn't touching right. uh, any of the businesses that are, that are there. Right. But in that parcel, I don't even know who owns that parcel at the moment. Right. It went to a hotel developer, and I don't even, I think it bounced back right. to Wyman. I don't know who owns it now. Um, but, if they're going to do this, then yes, you are going to, obviously there's a certain element you're not going to want hanging out downtown. So I think that at the same time, the city has, has to be cognizant, and I think it is to an extent, that it's providing services for those who, who are going to need it, that we have an adequate amount of, of, of housing for these people, and I know the whole argument about affordable housing is a big one here in Worcester, uh, and that we have the right amount of services, the right amount of beds. Nobody has the right amount of beds in, in this state uh, for, for those who need uh clinical services, critical services. So we need, we, we can't just, and I'm going to sound really liberal by saying this, we, well, we can't, well, I guess just humane. I mean, we can't just push them out and say, well, I go to Oxford. I mean, you right. know, right. Uh, you know, but we need to try to find a place for them. But at the same time, again, the city has an idea of where it wants to go. And, and I, I think that by this plan, we're seeing they, they came out, they, they identified these, they put them on a, a list, a scarlet letter, if you will. These are the ones that we're going to take out. We're taking you out one way or the other. Right. And they, and they did name names. They named names. We're on Shrewsbury Street, Canal District, the Hanover itself, for, for that matter. Listen, the WRA doing this, the WRA, the government saying this is what we're going to target, this is how we're going to do it, as opposed to it happening that there are yeah, yeah you know i mean somebody says hey i'll you know what i want to renovate this i have a vision to make this into a theater i'm going to put together a non-profit you know uh entrepreneurs who say the canal district which nobody if you said the canal district 10 years ago people would say I, excuse me what are you talking about right, what's right. A, what's a canal district right. and now you know thriving and hopping and government can play a role government can come into the canal district and say hey we can help we can plant the trees we can help with the sidewalks what, whatever the case may be but can they be the ones who actually you know, make this happen downtown? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, let me qualify what I what I said earlier. Is twenty years realistic? Yes, for a government project. Okay, <laughs> for 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 all of the entities that are going to be involved in this, yes, it is realistic. Look, grassroots projects, um, organic efforts always happen quicker and easier because they don't have their red tape. Uh, you've looked at the development that's happened in the Canal District. You mentioned the Canal District. Most, if not all, of that has been grassroots efforts. It's been the Canal District doing it, the Alliance doing it. Uh, so, yeah, the, the when you get a government involved, there's always going to be red tape and this and that, and it's going to take a long time. And I, quite frankly, I think you asked me if 20 years is realistic. I'm not sure that they can finish all this in 20 years. Right. Um, right. You know, is it realistic? Well, I would say, yeah, I think it's going to take longer than 20 years. You know, in some ways, though, what you're just talking about maybe could actually speed up the process, because what could happen is it, now they put out this plan. If there are going to be people who will buy into it, and Canal District, hey, uh, you know, now there's an argument about do you ever need the water to happen or not? I mean, that all started. Right. Some people came down there because there was going to be eventually there was going to be this water feature and you're going to have this replica of the canal. Right. I don't know if that it seems doubtful that that will happen. Uh, I, I would personally like to see it. I think it's a nice idea. But whether it happens or not, you have the Canal District. Now you put out this plan, the Midtown Mall. 
Well, if the people who are shopping downtown or the people who are going out to eat downtown uh, are no longer going to be the clientele for the Midtown Mall, then doesn't the Midtown Mall itself, it, it, it ceases to have a purpose. It goes out of business. The government doesn't have to push it out. I mean, the, the, the city doesn't have to, to, to push it out. It just is going to die a natural death. But how death long does that because, take? Eh, it, it might take a while. You know, and that's what I think the city is saying, that, you know, how long do we have to wait? They've waited a long time. Uh, they've talked with, with this landlord, and they've talked with other landlords, I'm sure. Um, how long is it going to take? They, they want The city wants to move forward. And by city, I mean everybody. Everybody wants the city to move forward. Sure. We, you know, and uh, so, again, I think this plan lays out that, you know, we're not, we're not going to wait. This is our plan. We're, we're, we want 20 years. You're either jumping on board or yeah. we're taking a bulldozer through you. And, and, and if, you had, if you had businesses that were upscale businesses or businesses that wanted to, you know, were complementary to the Hanover Theater, right. businesses that were complementary to Worcester being a college town, if those had all sprung up along Franklin Street over the last seven or eight years, then maybe you wouldn't have even needed well, this. Are you trying to say that Hurricane Betty's is not complimenting to the... Well, <laughs> that's, that's down a little bit further. I know. I'm when thinking, I go to I'm a Neil right Diamond across, show, the, right I want to go to Hurricane Betty's right after, you know. <laughs> you know, WCRN was down there in the, uh, on Franklin Street yep. for, for, for seven years. Right and next to Paris. It didn't, go, it didn't go a week that we didn't hear about when the new pizza parlor was opening up or the new newsstand was coming right. in or this new business or that new business. They just didn't materialize. No, no. Yeah, I think a lot of it has been the lack of a formal plan, the lack of a master plan, which this really is. This is a master plan for that district, I guess. Um, I still lobby for an overall city master plan. I've been lobbying for that for a long time, and I still think the city should have one. I think it's been a lack of really knowing what our identity is going to be. Mm. What are we really? Um, and we've been saying for years we're a college town, and everybody knows that it's all said with a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Oh, yeah, we're a college town. Yeah, I mean um, – yeah, there's there's a plan in place now. I think that they're they're starting to see where they want to go. Um, this is a young professional. Uh, we want young professionals to move in. We want um, a vibrant city, 18-hour city. We want college. We have colleges. We actually want to get the kids something to do to walk around. Uh, we want young families. You know, you and I, we're, we're screwed. Well, yeah, but but hard to argue with that. I mean, you know, so so it's not it's it's not the Midtown Mall city downtown. It's not the Hurricane Betty city downtown. Yeah. It's not the. Uh, you know, Paris Cinema ready to go up because it's got a big red X and it's a fire trap. Uh, you know, city downtown. It's going to be, it, it's going to be nicer, but it's going to be a little bit of pain. And it is. And Are you going to change yourself to the to, uh, to the outside of the Paris? I don't think okay, to the Paris. See- I'll tell you again. If the Midtown Dinette was still there with you know Meatloaf Thursday or whatever, right, yeah, that, I, be that I might have that I might have that might have been worth fighting over. Uh, <laughs> Hell no, we won't go. To, to, to be honest, you know. I, I, the only thing that I am torn on, Walter, is I'm, I'm on board with the plan, glad that we have this vision, agree with where it is that we want to get to, yep. but there is a part of me that goes, this guy's got paying tenants, this is what he, this is what he wants, and I'm going to decide that, nope, you're out. There's a part of me that, that, that wonders how that, how that really works. Right. And, and again, I, I think that I don't think you're alone. You're not on an island thinking like that. And, and I, I too feel that way as well because I've made the argument before that at least Dean Marcus, you know, he's using that building. Um, he's not an absentee landlord. Um, he's, he's, uh, perhaps a very difficult landlord to deal with, but he's not absentee. He's got people in there. He's probably charging dirt cheap rent. He's probably not doing He's not keeping up the property at all, so these people are working in pretty poor conditions. But nonetheless, if you're an immigrant and you come over and you want to start a business, 
you've got a place that you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, and there's other businesses like that, Hurricane Betty's or any business that's already, that's on that list. Uh, and this, and like you say, the city's saying, okay, we don't care. We're going to take it. But again, I go back to, you know, the Notre Dame. Uh, yes, it, it's, it's a beautiful building. It's sitting there. It's been there for years. But what is it really contributing? And what is really, what is Hurricane Betty's contributing to the city? What really is um, the Miss Worcester Diner contributing to the city? These are landmarks. They're, yeah, they're but I mean, right, Miss Worcester, boy, a piece of history. No, you're right. That's a good one to bring up. Do you just, do you just move it? Well, I, 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 I don't, again, I would love to keep the church in some way. I'd love to keep Miss Worcester yeah. Diner. I don't think you get rid, I mean, right. you've got to do something with that diner. It's, it could be part of a museum yeah. or something. I mean, um, I would love to see a, a nice museum downtown, by the way, not just the Worcester Art Museum or the Historical Museum, but a memorabilia museum, you know, mm-hmm. of Worcester mm-hmm. uh, relics and things of that nature. But, you know, at some point, and I'm not saying that progress trumps everything and that, hey, screw you, you're out. But the, we have been clamoring for a, a better city. We, we all have been clamoring for a city that has more to do, more to look at. And the city's presenting us a plan. Well, yeah, all right, we have a plan. Um, and it just so happens that these people and these buildings don't fit that plan. Yeah, I, do we want, uh, you don't want to run a model, no, you don't want to model yourself after, you know, you don't want eminent domain to be the way that you do things. But it is a tool that's there, and it is there for um, for these types of situations. When you are trying to do something, you've tried everything else, and it just isn't working. If I didn't think the city had tried other things or was not trying other things, then I think we could have a right to be really upset. But we know in the case of the Midtown Mall and other properties, they have tried. I mean, really tried or bullied or whatever you want to say, um, you know, and it just hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. So, you know, do we sit here and then 10 years down the road, we're still having a conversation about, well, what do you think? You think Marcus is ready to go yet? <laughs> um, do you think Hurricane Betty's is ready to go yet? Uh, you know, um, it, it's always, I think, rough when, when you look at, uh, you know, taking something forcefully. And I don't think the city wants to do it, but I, I, I'm not quite sure what the alternative is. He's Walter Byrd. I'm Hank Stoltz. It's Hank and Walter on Worcester. This this whole plan, by the way, you can read the whole 100 uh, pages. I think you've got a I think you've got a link to it at Worcester Magazine. Sure. We do it at you WCRN do, yep. on Lots our Facebook page. Do, yep. I'm pretty sure the city uh, is who we're linking to, so you can go to their page it's now public. Yep. and be able to take a look at it as well. And May 5th, I I believe, is when we're having the public hearing. Yeah, May uh, 5th over at the, at the DCU, DCU Center. Center, the Convention Center. Um, uh, there will be a public hearing on that, and everybody uh, will get to. Voice their concerns then. I'm, I'm sure um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing from some of the uh, property owners, perhaps. Be very, very interesting. Hey, thank you, as always, for joining us right here. Uh, we hope that you enjoy our, our podcast. Looking, as always, for your feedback. Hank and Walter on Worcester, a co-production of Worcester Magazine and News and Talk Radio, AM 830 WCRN. There ain't no man can't save me. There ain't no man can't enslave me. There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear cause I got a